0: Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by T-United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Notch. And I'm Caleb. This week, the NASL nears
1: death again. The U.S. loses to Costa Rica again. And Arsenal's transfer window is blander in dry white toast. Again. So we just got done listening to the Crocodile Chop, a mashup of... Chop uh, um, Suey and chop suey Rock. And Crocodile Rock. Um, but it's made, made me think of what's your guys' favorite mashups here, uh, kind of the best mashups you've heard that you want to share with the world, or at least
0: uh, our listeners. I gotta be honest, I'm not a huge mashup person. Um, <laughs> you were I, dying laughing when you're I, I was I was dying chat. laughing, but I'm not one that seeks them out. Like, oh, okay. If anything, like these recommendations need to be for me. No, no, yeah. Uh, mashups is definitely something that
1: I've never found on my own, really, or like. S- searched for myself, I was like, "Oh, hey, friends! Like, oh, you should listen to this." Or I hear like on a podcast that this is really good. You should listen to this. Or there,
2: there's a mashup of DMX's "X going Give It to You" to Carly Rae Jepsen's uh, "Call Me." Maybe that sounds awesome. And that's that's my <laughs> that absolute awesome. favorite of all time. That does
0: sound like the peak of mashups. Kinda, and of course,
2: there's all those Thomas Tank Engine ones with like Notorious B.I.G. and stuff. So
0: in the
1: same vein as that DMX uh, Carly Rae Jepsen one, my. Probably my favorite that I can still find at least is uh, Notorious B.I.G. and Marley Cyrus, uh, Party and Bullshit <laughs> yeah, in the USA. I heard that one. That's, that's um, amazing. The one I, I, I had, I downloaded it, and then I, I lost it, and I still, I can't find the download. It was uh, Tame Impala's Elephant Mixed with Black Stinhead by Tanya West, and it was the best song it was so great and i think I the guy who created it being great too i think the guy who created it i took it down because so i can't find it anymore if you can find that please tweet it to me because i am missing it for, <laughs> just crowdsourcing it is missing your mashup up yeah searches. Exactly. Um,
0: i suppose the one mashup culture thing that i am a huge fan of um the gray album by danger mouse yeah fantastic record mashing up the black album and the white album yeah lincoln park
2: and uh <laughs> Jay Z, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the little disappointment on Colin's face. Is just a tiny finger, time chef kiss fingers emoji. Well, I want he you did to, make
2: the same I, one. Ninja I, Mouse made the same. Like I think he did the same thing, right? Like, well, because
0: here's the thing. Like, it, there's a completely different synergy that happens when Jay Z and Lincoln Park actually enter the same studio together, whereas. Danger Mouse just, like, did that on his own. Yeah, Yeah. it was the
2: Beatles and Jay-Z, just to clarify for people who
0: didn't catch the joke I
2: was making. But it it was shortly thereafter that Linkin Park also mixed the Grey album with... Uh, Meteora, I think it was.
0: Actually, with I the All-Hybrid Theory it. stuff. Anyway. Yeah. And and if anything, like, you making that joke makes me want my fist to make a collision course with your face.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Something else that made a lot of U.S. soccer fans want a fist to collide with things was some news that came out of 551, actually, West Burdine, breaking <laughs> this <laughs> bit of news earlier today, that um, the NASL has lost Division II sanctioning from the United States Soccer Federation, and I was really excited about this the second I saw this pop up on Twitter because it means that we can return to a segment that we were we loved so much from the, the this previous offseason. So ready yourselves. We got the sound cue ready? Okay, all right, ready, here we go. Ready. Now we're moving into a segment that we call NESL Mageddon 2017. <laughs> See, wasn't that great? I love that. That's like my favorite sound cue that we've ever done. I have chills. I'm,
0: I'm just chills. mad that it's happening now. I thought I had like a hundred more shopping days until NASL McEden came back. But I didn't think she guys anything it, for McEden. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it, <laughs> it
2: Don't it worry. Just, mean, Ricardo Silva
0: got us all presents. Like it, it <laughs> feels like it's happening earlier every year. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a perpetual cycle of destruction.
1: You know, yeah, it seems so like right. every time the season ends, I go to the stores and right right away. Oh yeah, and some of End's up in up in the stores already. And their <laughs> displays up. Like, wasn't it just Halloween?
2: What are, what are what are the N.A.S.L. Mageddon, um like carols? Like, what, what's an N.A.S.L. Mageddon song? Uh-huh. Hello, darkness, my old no, to do that? No. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's not it. Uh, anything by the Cure? Um, <laughs> anything by um, Morrissey? Yeah, most Smiths songs. I, <laughs> um, my temporal romance, just really. Dark. I'm not
1: okay. <laughs> I promise. I really, and it's all stunned by Rocco <laughs> and sold. It's a, all of Rocco's. A not okay.
2: <laughs> Rocco
0: promises.
2: <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Well, we got it. We do have to move into the news, which, um, again, the USSF apparently met this past Friday. They had a vote. Uh, they decided to kick NASL out of the treehouse
0: and. Um, I mean, this is pretty pretty serious stuff for the NASL. Yeah, I mean, last time the sanctioning even came into question, the league almost fell apart.
2: <laughs> that was about a year ago. I was, I was thinking you we were going to say like five years ago. No, it was last year, 12 months ago that <laughs> the last sanctioning. Last. Yeah, um, and, and just just as a very quick recap, NASL was created by owners breaking away from the old USL Pro because they thought the USL Pro. Front office was Clown Shoes, which it was at the time. And so they wanted to have their own league with more freedom. And that kind of got derailed. Uh, Some people blame the old Cosmos for this. Some people blame others. It got derailed into trying to fight MLS for D1, during which then USL started fighting NASL for D2. USL gets named the Co-D2 League this time last year, approximately-ish. I think yeah, something it was something like that. because it's a little later, but... A little later. Yeah. See, it's earlier every year. Right, exactly. We start right, hearing right. the songs in the stores a little earlier every year. And um, this is now... And, and you know, you, you had all of our NASL-Mageddon with NASL going clown shoes, clubs dying, clubs coming back to life, Rocco talking in the third
0: person, Ricardo Silva naming a stadium after himself. And now we're here. Yeah, basically. I mean... It- all of the underlying issues that led to NISL potentially losing the sanction in the first place haven't necessarily been fixed. You're looking at a league that doesn't have a footprint in the Midwest, a league that won't get to 12 I mean, teams. Do they have a
2: footprint anywhere other than Florida? Let's be honest. I, I don't think so. New York. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Sort it's a of. LA-shaped hey, footprint. Hey, hey, best club in the world. Best brand in the world. Footprint. Yeah. Well, to be fair to NASL, they really did give it the old college try. They were talking big about expansions coming next year. They had the nicer league that they were kind of sort of talking to, but it's not their league. Uh, That's going to be D3 next year, hopefully, which might actually turn into a landing spot for NASL teams if NASL goes kaput.
0: Cough, cough, cosmos.
2: And, And for the last year or year and a half, NASL really has been kind of clown shoes. You think about the Fort Lauderdale Strikers fiasco. You think about losing the Rowdies and the Fury to USL. Um, you think about Ryo OKC, which I mean, remember when Bill Peterson was talking heard about... I that Oklahoma- name in a year. Right, <laughs> right. Bill Peterson was talking about OKC for two years after we all thought it was dead and they put this stupid team... So NESL had this way of making dumb, boneheaded decisions uh, for the last two or so years which kind of felt like, you know, one step forward, two steps back. and so Because they were doing some really good things. Like, you know, you look at the things that NASL has achieved. Like, Minnesota United FC is here because of NASL. Exactly. Right? Uh, you look at Indy 11. You look at, actually, USL, too. Because USL actually shaped up because NASL was looking like they were really going to be a good league. So, the USL had to step it up. They had to kind of get in bed with MLS, so USL's success can actually in some ways be attributed
0: to NASL giving them some competition. I don't necessarily attribute it to the competition. I think it is just more that it made a lot more sense for USL to, you know, find some sort of stability and they got it through MLS. But yeah, absolutely. NASL has achieved a lot of really good things at the, you know, lower levels of American soccer that need to be developed. Um, but again bo- too many boneheaded decisions. Yeah,
2: yeah. Along the way like traffic. Absolutely. Traffic I didn't even mention traffic.
0: God. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. we can go we can go so deep with the problems with NASL. The conspiracy goes right to the top. Again, every week we just go
2: into your segment like during the show and we don't... I'm not even going to NASL for the Reynolds wrap-up this week. He's in too deep. He's in too deep. It's too easy. It's too easy. I know, I know. (laughs) So so you you picked up some news that's coming after this announcement
0: of sanctioning. Yeah, so um, North Carolina FC, this was picked up in the 55-1 story, kind of, sort of... Confirmed by Neil Morris that they're actively pursuing options in USL. Indy 11 is apparently leaning towards the same, although, according to Nipun Chopra, who, by the way, was also in on the initial story. Um, I was they, to say initial conspiracy, like, of course, he knew it all. Okay, go ahead. Um, so, The conspiracy of the doctors, I'm telling you. Um, But apparently, Indy 11 has not talked to USL, but that's the way that they're leaning. Um, The California teams that are coming into NASL, theoretically. Orange County. Orange uh, County, San Diego. Diego, uh, Disruptive Delta is probably not. Too much disruption. Not so much, not so much. Um, FC Edmonton is apparently um, expected to join the Canadian Premier League USL might be a landing spot for the Jacksonville Armada, except for Robert Palmer is apparently His name is Robert, no. (laughs) So he says that he is, quote, doubling down on the D4 league that he's talking about building So, I mean, there's real questions being asked about whether the
2: Cosmos and Miami FC will go on. Because Ricardo Silva isn't exactly a well-regarded individual in U.S. soccer circles because of his lawsuit, I guess. Um, Rocco Camiso doesn't want to run a team at the lower levels, but the Cosmos aren't exactly darlings
0: of, you know, anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And as it is, there's still some talk that, you know, maybe NYCFC are looking to do a usl affiliate at some point down the line there's no way that the new york cosmos would be even close to thinking about that i mean i can see rocco
2: being as enough of a businessman to kind of be like well i gotta sell the team and then you know offloading the cosmos in that venture but the cosmos fans would just flip their crap because they're like the most rabid pro (laughs) folks out there And, I mean, I'm no no fan of the USL reserve model either, so I wouldn't appreciate the Cosmos becoming the new Bethlehem. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, this is, I mean, you know, I think there are good reasons all of this is going down the way it is, and NASL has themselves to blame, let's be honest. Um, I used to really be big on this league, and I used to really hope that what they were doing was going to help strengthen lower league soccer. Instead, we're seeing the... A baseball model be a little bit more successful, although now there are some reports that
0: USL and MLS have rifts of their own developing because of those affiliate teams. Right. I mean, I think everyone that wants lower league soccer to succeed wants stability first and foremost. I think the ones that are more partisan towards league survival versus just having teams playing somewhere and developing the game in, you know, markets that maybe can't quite sustain MLS. Yeah, you know, I think those people need to, you know, maybe take a look at some of the more structural issues within US soccer and figure out, you know, how best can we forge forward? Right now it looks like you know, folding things into USL might be a better option. Perhaps. Perhaps. We,
2: we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, one thing from the NASL press release today, they took a parting shot at US soccer. While the last several days have seen unfortunate results for US soccer, both on and off the pitch, the oh. NSL remains committed, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I love cheap shots like that. Completely unprofessional. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, USL has been kind of doing the same thing with their press releases for years, so... Makes complete sense to me. Well, anyway, I hope we don't have too many more episodes of NAS Almageddon 20, whatever. I hope it ends at 17 and we can all just put this to bed and have, as you were calling, for some stability. But with that, let's move into our more regular segments. First, we start with loon monitoring the loon monitoring segment we discuss our loons minnesota united fc and caleb i have to commend you for our segment intros last week while i wasn't here you you, you struggled a little bit but <laughs> you, you made it work you made it work oh, yeah. uh, i think i'm gonna write them down now uh, what i what i say with every segment so that it w- if you know i get hit by a bus our loyal listeners they can have some they, they can keep a piece of me every time they listen to this podcast
1: would we keep the, the podcast going if not just hit by a bus? What? what? How is this a question?
2: We've still got like 50 episodes before you we tie the Denard the football show. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. are we written in your will that we get the recording equipment? You know,
2: I do have to rewrite my will at the moment. So I will I'll, I'll write in there. You everything will. goes to my parents. Except the recording equipment, which Caleb and Colin can take it, they'd be like. Yeah, actually, the Toyota was like essential to our making the podcast. We used to sit inside and record. The yeah. house is really, yeah,
1: the house is yeah. really nice. We had a studio in the living room. It was great. <laughs> <Exactly>. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, and the reason that, by the way, listeners, that we can horse around so much is because because the international break. There was very few MLS games, very few league games around the world. We get to talking about World Cup qualifiers and such. But again, we should return to Minnesota United FC before we get to all of that. What happened with our loons? this past week guys um goodbye sweet Bashkin Kadri who Uh, rumors that he was partying with his old uh, party crew in Copenhagen had made their way onto Reddit already before Minnesota United announced that uh, the player that Caleb had forgotten all about had been released from his loan
0: who
1: who, I'm serious Who, who was that guy is he a defender?
0: Do you remember that back heel during the preseason? No. Uh, we'll always have that. That's like all that we'll have. Was that Starkov? Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the name I haven't heard in a long time. Uh, I mean, you know, he didn't work out. I guess at this point we just got to cut our losses
0: and, and get out of there. What, 11 games? Yeah, 11 games, five starts.
1: Really? Are you
0: sure? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know that happened, um, but apparently um, somewhere between Minnesota and Copenhagen, they terminated the loan, and then he was promptly uh, shipped off to Ronders FC, also in the Danish League. Is that a The, the, the,
2: the Ronders is the game that you play where you run around in a circle. That's a movie with uh, Matt Damon and Ed Norton. Yeah, ah. that's such a good movie. It has like the Topanga or something, right? Is she in that? I don't
0: know. I don't. I don't, th- I don't think I don't know she, if she is. Minnesota else
2: besides Boy Meets World. I'm pretty sure not. Nah, uh, so this is a team that basically cosplays that movie all
1: the time. Their yes, games are just I like. I hope so. Yeah. Okay. I, I will learn who Basham Kadri is to watch their games if that's how it is.
2: Minnesota United superstar goalkeeper Alex Cap, formerly of Atlanta United FC, was loaned to the USL Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Obviously, a shot at NASL from a former NASL team, right? Uh,
1: I, I think, think you're it, looking it, it, too far into this. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> Is that tinfoil even, on your head? That's Take even out there for me, Notch. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a team that actually has lost its uh, two top goalkeepers in the last couple of weeks. Oh. What so, happened? Where'd they get lost? Um, Just in the wash. <laughs> in the I mean, physios. Room. Yeah.
2: <laughs> every, every time you put your goalkeepers in the washer, one less comes up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Alex Cap though, his... his um. His fate was very different with uh, Pittsburgh as opposed to us. He was on the bench.
0: Yeah, Yeah, he suited up for a game.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like the time uh, we had, what is it, Pedro Mendes in 2014, that guy we signed from Indy, like right before we played them. And then he was on the bench, I think, once, and they sold a game worn jersey and coats of his. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Anyway, nice. uh, Jose Leiton, uh, Costa Rican. Some news with him. We signed him what a month ago? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, he had signed some visa issues. Yeah, like uh, last day of the transfer window, his deal went through. Visa finally turned up fine, and um, he is now training with the team. Okay, fantastic,
2: great. Well, one of the other things that has happened this past week over the international break is that the soccer housing market was quite slow. Only, only what is it? Four listings on the major listing service. Some would say a crash. A crash. Okay, yes, a housing crash, which we will cover in a worst. segment that we call the Major Listing Service. In the Major Listing Service segment, we talk, of course, of MLS. And the first result, New England, the revolution, scoring four against Orlando, who had a pretty shitty week. <laughs> See what
1: I did there. Yeah, yeah. Tough crowd, yeah. tough crowd, tough <laughs> crowd, guys. But it turns out New England actually had a crowd. So that's something good for them. Yeah, yeah I was surprised.
0: <laughs> yeah, there were people in the stands. What?
2: How does this happen? I'm sure there was probably like a Patriots game scheduled and then they had to cancel it and then the revolution. No, it's like, no, it's No, pre-season. nobody leaves. Oh, no,
1: it, it was legitimate soccer fans going to see a game and seeing their team win handily because Orlando City has been garbage since like April. Like hot, hot garbage since April
2: what what happened but, in April? Was there like something like was that when like they, they punched that Orlando Atlanta
1: fan or something? Like I, I what happened? Honestly that might be the movie <laughs> you're on there, yeah. Uh they had I think I was had like the, the player of the month. Uh-huh. And ever yeah. since then it's been downhill. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Learn is not scoring. Don Dwyer hasn't scored since joining. Uh, Giles <laughs> Barnes isn't playing as well as Shea is, which is weird to say. Uh, <laughs> Carlos Rivas is still playing like Carlos Rivas. <laughs> and Jonathan Spector is not in
0: the 18, which is a huge miss for their defense. This is, I mean, it's really strange. Yeah, although, I mean, it at least makes sense that a really decent attacking outfit like New England would actually just totally trounce a team that's on a bad run of form. Everybody's favorite fertility idol, or at least
2: the one, a player with one on his head, Kai Kumar decides to put his first career or first
0: MLS hat trick, yeah, in this game. Yeah, um, second goal celebration. I'm surprised that he uh, well? survived afterwards. Um, it seemed like he was. Do you remember those shoes that had like the little grind pad in uh-huh. like the arch of them? It seemed like he thought he was wearing those. And tried to do like a five zero on the advertising board, mm-hmm. and it failed spectacularly. He just kind of slipped and fell right on his ass. Yep. Yeah. That, like, that's when your pelvic yeah. bone hurts a bit. Lee win.
2: I believe that Lee will win. Uh, equally record by getting <laughs> four assists in a game, joining Landon Donovan, the hare himself, Carlos Valderrama, Dwayne De Rosario, and Chris Henderson.
0: Those are three really good names in MLS history and then there's also Chris <laughs> Henderson. Henderson. I was going
1: to say. Is, is, Chris he... Henry,
0: is, is Chris Henderson the one that plays Thor? No, no, no.
2: He was the no. one with um uh who is the guy who's the dad from Thor: Rock from the sun? Oh, uh, John Lithgow. Yeah, yeah. Chris Henderson was in that movie with John Lithgow. He was the like the the abominable like the Yeti Henry who like
1: joins <laughs> and so, and then to the family
2: and then they have to like send him away and you know that that was Chris Henderson that is a deep cut right there <laughs> uh, uh, this, well appreciated though this game also reminded me that uh, there's a player named Aha in uh, MLS because he got sent off for a second yellow for a foul on send Kakamaru.
1: off me, <laughs> send off me, send me off. If the revs were on not on singing on on that on on song, on if on the revs
2: fans were not singing that song. I I hate them. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Teal Bunbury got got a goal in this game as one well. One of us, one of us. There we go. And uh, moving along, the Montreal Impact lost one nil to Chicago, and the Impact more like impotent. <laughs> now that Blair
0: and Kwai is off playing with the Swiss national team. Um, who, by the way, uh ninety minutes for the Swiss uh, scored versus Latvia after skying a penalty that would have made Thibaut courtois blush. put
2: put Blair and Jamili Latvia into YouTube after you Google how to spell it. And then uh, put penalty miss, and then you'll get this highlight of the penalty with, like, this awesome guitar
1: soundtrack. It's pretty cool. Also, put in Tamiratois on YouTube, and, I mean, he's not get, bad, he does. Get an awesome soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, the Fire Away jerseys that are great kind of look like
2: the uniforms from Star Trek The Motion Picture. I never noticed this until now. I don't no, I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't have noticed Philistines. that. Philistines. So, uh, this game, though, one of the major things that happened
1: is, first off, Chicago won. Wow. Uh, who knew they can still win games And <laughs> their understand really um Basti scored for them one timer uh, would yeah uh, Nicholas isn't gonna do it apparently
2: anymore so <laughs> yeah he was he was not off with Hungary who also we'll get to them later but they had some uh some spoiler stuff to do in the, in the UA for qualifying but um so so Schweinsteiger. Actually showing up and playing well. This was apparently noteworthy news on MLSsoccer.com. They were like, Swine was huge in this game. He did so much. Look at him. He's actually, like, doing stuff. Come on, guys.
1: Stop well, writing news oh, about how he's not doing well. He <laughs> drew the red card and he yeah. scored a goal. Like, he's a that's like as much as, that's as what you can as ask a, a central defensive midfielder to do. Exactly. He's not going to be the superstar. who's going to score tons and tons of goals. He's just going to, you know tackle and defend and create plays. So
2: Chicago, now do we think that they've done enough to turn around this kid? No. Do you, do, no. right, you're, you're
1: still down on him. Impact had a man sent off they, and were down and still had plenty of chances on goal near the end of the game. Uh, Piatti actually hit, hit, actually hit the post near the end of the game. They could have had it up easily. Um, but Schfire did win away from home which is not easy to do in this league. Yeah, they got help from the from Machado on to Man Down. And even with the Man Down, they still put up a fight to try and equalize. I, I just want to
2: say. take a moment to talk about that challenge. So, this guy named Baldur gets a yellow card for a late challenge on Schweinsteiger, which you mentioned. And uh, the referee Toledo actually looks on VAR, gets the guy, um, gives him a red afterwards. And turns out that Baldur then leaves the stadium in a place that I will now forever refer to as Baldur's Gate. None of you have played early 90s RPGs, apparently.
1: What RPG are you talking about? Baldur's Gate, man.
0: It was a really good oh, game. Oh, the name of it? Oh, God. I'm, I like I'm young 25. Children. <laughs> I'm 27. <laughs> Early 90s is something is, that... Okay, late 20. 90s. Late 90s.
2: 1998. All right, golden age of third-person RPGs uh, that were isometric. I was eight years old. You know what? I bet Daniel Casey's going to listen to this, and he's going to get the damn reference, and he's going to, like... Be like, wow, these guys that you do the podcast with, boy, they're young. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, good
0: for Daniel Casey. Um, FC Dallas drew (laughs) 2-2 against New York Red Bulls, uh, despite going a man down. Um, First off, your periodic reminder that FC Dallas play in a high school football stadium. I had forgotten that. But it's in Texas, so it's huge. Yeah, I mean, like, a a Texas high school football stadium is... I've been there by Texas high school football standards. This
2: is a pretty small stadium.
1: Uh, that is at two
0: United fans and at Lockstock Spot for all your <laughs> hate. <laughs> 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 <media> yeah, that is not at the attachment, please. Ja'Cory um, Hayes also marked his uh, first start in MLS. How do you do? Uh, he got two yellows in 38 minutes. So so not good then. First and last start in MLS for Mister <laughs> <laughs> Hayes. Woof. Uh,
2: <laughing> Sasha, Sasha Klassen gets a goal and an assist for our favorite energy drink
0: team. Although I think I might like Leipzig more than. New York. Anyway, uh, no. Penalty no, in the 75th? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely was. Um, the UDN announcers immediately started sounding really skeptical. They thought it was a dive, and then they looked at the replay. They're like, nah, nah, you're good, fam. No. Okay. Sorry,
1: bro. Uh, scramble in front of uh, New York School in the 93rd minute. Just go watch it. Um,
0: somehow, there wasn't a goal story, but it is absolute madness in the six yard box. It was like an 0 2 Clippers. Attempt at a free shot mm-hmm. and it, it just failed miserably. FC uh, Dallas had two players
1: in their uh, transfer bids from San Lorenzo um, $5 million for Luchas Barrios and Maxi Rudy. I'm pretty sure the Uriity
2: signing actually went through, but then they went on VAR and it was called back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that so makes a lot of nap. sense, yeah. VAR strikes again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, LA Galaxy put three past Colorado in a match that they're calling the Bat... <laughs> Battle of the Basement Dwellers. I'm gonna say Battle of the Bossford, and I realized no, they're not even that great. No, like, no, no. On. On. Nah, no, nah, nah, that's fine. No, no, you got them basement dwellers, and you're right. There were no lines, football lines on um, the stub up center pitch after the Chargers game, which is what the NFL had promised,
1: and they actually came through, which is good.
0: Hey, yeah, good good for them.
1: Um this game then not a lot to look forward to, with both teams kinda just terrible. The announcers at the dinner, like, so saw this rest pretty good. Um, <laughs> so we got that to look forward to. Um, these teams, though, phew. Colorado played so badly
2: that they managed to make Jesse Zardes look like a world-class player. And Jermaine Jones apparently
1: had the, his best game in an LA Galaxy shirt. So basically, Jermaine Jones didn't do anything so abhorrent that he was noticed by anyone on the <laughs> yeah. field. Um, and Jesse Zardes probably just earned himself a goddamn call-up at Christian Ramirez with that amazing performance where
0: he drew a penalty and scored a goal I Somehow. mean that wasn't even art Zardes drawing a penalty that was Zach McMath like just deciding that he could shoulder shove somebody right in the box 10 feet away from the ball well he told us he wasn't like he wasn't going to do it but he saw let's
1: they won't call it They called it? What? (laughs) But I thought you'd
2: say, fuck that guy, right? The funniest thing was they didn't even let Jassy take the penalty. (laughs) He's like, no, I haven't scored in a while, guys. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, you won't even. He did score later, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. so uh, good for him, I
2: guess, (laughs) somehow. Uh, Well, with that, we'll call an end to this uh, altogether too long first half of the show, given that we just talked about like four matches (laughs) in 30 minutes. We've been having some fun this first half. Uh, We'll return with news from the rest of the U.S. Soccer Pyramid, U.S.MNT, and much, much more. So in in the week that USSF managed to tell NASL that their sanctioning was gone, what did you guys unsanction from your life? Like, what did you remove from your existence or from your from your world?
0: Um, uh, oh wait, my wife doesn't listen to this. Uh, anniversary gifts. Really? Thanks, honey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Man, things got real there. Uh, what did I eject from my life this week? I, I think next year, I'm going to actually gasp, be in a seated section for Minnesota United Games. I think I need to take a year to actually watch what's happening in the pitch. So I think I have decided to remove, uh, unsanction my capoing for a year. Breaking news on the We Call It Soccer podcast. I think you, section 131 is where I want to go. If if anyone listening to this wants to make me a better offer, I want, I want someone to sit next to Colin right now is uh, the highest bidder with uh, section 131. So. I haven't
0: even bid anything. I was just like, yeah, we sent 131. Yeah, there you go. See, that's, that's convincing to me. So. I mean, the way my dresser is looking right now, I think I'm giving up doing laundry. I should probably do that soon. Okay. Yeah. yeah you should yeah. probably get on that.
1: I'm out of socks.
0: It's not good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's better than being out of underwear. No, yeah, I am fine with that for a few more days, but I should probably do laundry.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it looks like
0: we've all come up with
2: things that we want to change about next season. <laughs> Don't wait that
1: long to do your laundry, Caleb. <laughs> but with that, let's move Just into a segment. garbage bags. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, I still having no laundry. I know these are white and see-through, but it's fine. Can make, I can say, <laughs> make some terrible jokes about stuff, but anyway. Uh,
2: let's move now into a segment that we call The Pyramid Scheme, where we talk about the rest of the U.S. soccer pyramid that does not involve MLS. Hey, surprise, NASL is still alive and they're playing games.
0: And Indy... Got beat at home once again. Uh, Pablo Diego uh, got by the Delta San Francisco Delta. Yeah, two goals for San Francisco, Uh, each of them near the end of the half for a road win for the Deltas. That is Indy's fourth loss out of five, puts them bottom of the fall table, sixth in the combined table. At this point, they're going to fall up into uh,
2: USL. Uh, looking at the NASL tables, ah, <laughs> just kidding. We don't need to talk about that anymore because they got no, I'm, no unsanctioned. No, no, not, no. Still, not not, should, not still, quite
0: yet. I mean, they're still playing should, games. We should,
2: like, yeah, we should let's still not talk confirm nothing. anything we don't know exactly. About, exactly. Um. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: but yeah, what's yeah, another comp- FC Edmonton, second in the fall season race? This is like <laughs> comical. Second in the fall, seventh in the combined. So I mean it's a it's time kind of drop off. Right. Yeah, a little bit. If they didn't pull up pull out first in the fall table and get a playoff spot, that's going to be a huge upset. But
2: That's like what FC Edmonton does, right? Like they come in, in, in somewhere in what late in the spring or late in the fall and they like surge ahead and get into the playoffs and then do some crazy stuff.
1: Yeah, so watch uh, out NASL. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Delta's in second place in the combined table. Yeah, huge turnaround for them. Uh, uh, just, I guess new marketing. I don't know what they're doing differently, but they they're disrupting the, the marketplace, Caleb. Can you still watch their games on Twitter? <laughs> yeah. I, um, I haven't checked since their first game.
2: Cosmos, unfortunately, haven't won a game in five and not doing Wait, so hard. Wait, unfortunately? unfortunately or unfortunately? Okay, okay, yeah. okay. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let's move on before yep. we get hung up.
0: Real Monarchs getting beat by San Antonio. Yeah, the Fightin' Stings ended up beating them 2-1. <laughs> really, just watch the last ten minutes of this game. San Antonio drew an own goal off a set piece. And then got the winner from Stephen McCarty. Uh, despite it being the Monarchs' first home loss of the season, they did become the first team in all of USL to clinch their playoff spot. Fantastic! Looking at the USL table,
1: any interesting notes in the West? Um, but there's eight eight teams made the playoffs. Um, only Swope Park Rangers and Real Monarchs. Are affiliated with is it Reno?
0: 1860? Um, well, there's I mean, no two teams in the playoffs right now. Okay, yeah, the only um, team with digits in their name is Reno 1868.
2: Okay, all right. With that, let's move on to a segment that we call the sewer. <laughs> In the Sewer segment, we talk about our U.S. Men's Ninja Turtles this week. Do Who, we
0: really want to do that? To, like, I really I mean,
2: Well, you know, okay, okay, okay. This actually might help our Minnesotan listeners. Um, if you go to the State Fair during a game, the Ogaras shanty in the State Fair will actually put the game on. If you ask them, I was genuinely
0: impressed. They, they put it in on all their TVs. That is good info to know for Hopefully, 364 no. days from now.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, that's where I watched USA versus Costa Rica, or as I call it,
1: God damn, what happened? 2-0, um, the final result, uh,
0: to Costa Rica. Tim Ream and Jeff Cameron happened. Yeah. Like, uh, what I the would say that Marco Arrhenia happened, but no, Tim Ream and Jeff Cameron happened.
2: We had nothing in defense or midfield, as far as I could see. Darlington Nagby just looked like nothing was working for him. And... I. I I was just screaming at the screen, which was good <laughs> in the middle of the fair. Well, in the middle of O'Gara's and, and it was good that they had this kind of shanty songs going on because no one could hear me because, <laughs> uh, man, it was so frustrating watching this game. And then, you know, the worst thing is you go onto Twitter afterwards, after this abject performance that I'm sure most of our listeners have already read about, but you go on onto Twitter afterward and everyone's whining about why didn't we play with so many Costa Rican fans there? US Soccer Federation should ensure that we have thing. home fair advantage, blah, yeah. blah, blah.
0: So first off That was a very good impression of Twitter afterwards. Second, not only Twitter, it was the commentators before, during, and after the game. Which
2: actually tells you just how much of what we... As fans think about games is influenced by what the commentators are saying. Oh, absolutely. This was, I mean, people who are at the game say at most there were 20% Costa Rican fans. They were just louder because guess what? Their team was doing well and for some reason the American Outlaws forgot what they do which is
0: support the US. They just sat there quietly. This isn't even the first time like, it, there was somebody on Reddit that posted a actually very good rant that There have been multiple times on the East Coast where the American outlaws just have not been an organized section. Since Seattle capos to Columbus. Google I, that if you I, want to I read about guess. drama from a few years ago. No. Whatever. That was, no. that was no. when no. The Seattle no. sent no. capos no. to
2: Columbus, and Columbus people freaked out because we don't like capos in Columbus. It's hilarious. There was so much drama. But you were saying about that analysis, and apparently Sammers were loud, according to that guy. Yeah. The, the like, Sam's Army re-
0: rejuvenation supporters. Group. Right, yeah. So when you have a decent, well-organized Supporters section, yeah, you're going to get a good amount of chanting going on. I mean, look at Minnesota United fans who have <laughs> yeah. outsung
2: home supporters group in Colorado, Chicago, KC, in Chicago. The, you, you can't whine about a small group of people outsinging you. And I'm sorry, this is not on the Federation, this is on the Outlaws, is on the U.S. supporters in the stadium. There were some great memes today when the U.S.A. was playing in Honduras that, uh, man, the Federation
0: should have ensured that there weren't so many Hondurans in the stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Why did they agree to play in San Pedro Sula? Like (laughs) It's really warm there, there's tons of
1: Hondurans. And initially it looked like the game was going the same way. Yeah. Kinda just go back to the Costa Rica game, just one moment. Yeah, sure. Good on uh, Francisco Calvo playing left hand side, really kind of shut down Pulisic. Yeah, oh, sorry, literally messy. <laughs> um, played really well. In defense. No, no, no. He was literally
0: Molino in that game.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh
2: shit! Uh, yeah, Calvo did play really well. Our Francisco Calvo, Johan Venegas coming on as well for Costa Rica. But
0: we'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. Okay, oh,
2: oh, USA going one nil down to Honduras in the first half of their second qualifier. Panic setting in on Twitter. Arena out tweets being mixed in with Klinsmann out. out tweets. I'm very behind
1: on my coaches. <laughs> <It's
2: right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I mean it's you know everyone. Uh, so Bobby Wood gets a late winner for the US. And again equalizer. Uh, sorry, yes the late equalizer. Point winner. Bobby there there we we Wood is
1: bay forever.
2: If you're if you're if you're listening to this podcast, good chance that you've read all about this game or actually watched it. I just want to point out one thing that afterwards everyone's like, "Oh, we're so happy with a point. A point is a point." Blah blah blah. No, the U.S. got one point out of six available points in their qualifiers, playing Costa Rica and Honduras. Luxembourg, a country that is what one billionth the size of the U.S. or something like that, got four points out of six, playing France with. You know, all the French players that are, this, you know, darlings of the international soccer. And playing Belarus, who are ranked equal to Honduras. So Luxembourg did better in this international break than we did. How is anybody who's a U.S. fan even somewhat happy with this?
0: Because we have... saw them 1-0 down against Honduras, and they ended up getting a point it... late. USA <laughs> wins <laughs> 1-1. <laughs> We're happier than we could be.
1: I don't think it's happiness or really kind of being content with the where we were in this international break. It's more a relief that we didn't come out with zero points. And uh, I think Paul Carr, VSPN, has some great stats about soccer and if we before the game we were at seventy six percent chance of making the, the World Cup. After a loss we would have been fifty six percent chance. After a draw, we would have been seventy four percent. So we did go down, but we still have a chance. If with the loss, we would have to win our next two games for sure. Yeah, um, there's not as much pressure on the next two games, but we should still win our next two games.
0: Here's hopefully. Here's the other aspect of it. Costa Rica are a good team who performed very well at the most recent World Cup. Whereas, if I told you about a country's national team where their best player was a kid breaking in at Borussia Dortmund along with a bunch of decent players in the Premier League and the Bundesliga and a bunch of top-level guys in a mid-level domestic league, I'd probably say that that team's not going to do that well.
2: So uh, I'm reading here that a Jay Klinsman was fired after a 4-0 lost to Costa Rica Uh, And a 2-1 loss to Mexico, both of which are really good teams. But it seemed at that point that we weren't giving
1: uh, participation
2: credit to the U.S. men's national team is all I'm saying.
1: A A lot of things built up to that. I'm just saying Jordan Clinton's best wins were in friendlies true and in 2013 so yeah. i mean that that's probably the more important I, I don't
2: part. want to give him any credit i'm just saying that this is a frust for me this was very frustrating to see but i see your points as well we will we will see what happens when i think we take on panama and trinidad and tobago i believe is next is that correct yes yeah. and if we do end up in the playoff spot we might have to play syria more on that in a little bit all right let's now move into a segment that we call the transfer Go to the front of the bus as you're leaving. Take that transfer ticket that lets you get onto the train for free because we got to talk about transfers from around Europe. Mostly England, though.
1: Yeah, I think most of our listeners for just mostly on the Premier League. So we're just going to go through uh, some deadline day deals. Um, first things uh, first, let's go with Alex, Alex chamberlain The Ox moving to Liverpool
0: instead of Chelsea. Are we sure
1: it
2: wasn't Karen Gibbs? Oh, no.
0: <laughs> oh, oh Oh, no. I mean, honestly, I don't Colin, know. Colin, please tell me it was Ox. <laughs> I, I don't know please which. tell me. I, I tell don't tell me. know I which don't... one you would rather
2: have. I'm pretty sure it was only that one referee that ever has made this mistake, and you know, but
1: uh, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> uh, the Ox likely to be a bench player at Liverpool. Caleb? Yeah, probably okay. uh, a rotation player. Um, Liverpool has Champions League this year, so depth is key for okay. Liverpool this year. Um, then the Ox turned on Chelsea. Ross Barkley. Stays with Everton after turning down Chelsea. What's wrong with Chelsea? Chelsea seems like a nice team. Uh, you know, it's got
2: prospects. Uh, it, it, it's got a good family. Um, you know, is is Chelsea just a little clingy? I, does Chelsea I, 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 does Chelsea just call when you're out at night and not
0: let you have fun? Um, you know, honestly, I Chelsea get gone. Hold I on, just a job imagine or Antonio Conte like standing outside somebody's window with a boombox. Just Actually, looking mournfully and it's even more cringeworthy.
2: Actually, Conte seems like he'd be like that horror dad. You just go home to take Chelsea out for a date and then Conte is just staring at you with those murder eyes. That would scare me um, off. You mean his regular
1: eyes? Exactly. Yeah, yeah those are his eyes. <laughs> Danny Drinkwater chose to drink the Kool Aid, though, and did sign with Chelsea. Yeah, then Drinkwater signed with Chelsea. Also, uh, David Zapatasta from Torino, with probably the best name. Um, yeah, the, easily with the, the, the best name. Of and they got Acosta to play for him because the Costa Acosta probably won't this year. Yeah. So uh, Zapatosta will play for Chelsea. Um, Spurs signed Fernando Llorente for some reason from Swans.
0: Pretty sure he was good on like FIFA 09, so like maybe they just got an old version of the game. <laughs> Pretty sure they just signed him for next August when Harry Kane can't score. Um, Spurs hey. also signed Serge Aurier from PSG. Um, amid some uh, some comments about uh, about which a lot of Spurs fans didn't mind, some homophobic things coming out of O'Rear's mouth. Not cool? Not yeah, cool not at s- all. Not yo. so cool. Kind of Spursy. Uh, Wilfried Bony returned to Swansea. They sold him for twenty eight million, and they brought him back in for twelve. That's pretty good business, right there. Um, Swansea also brought in uh, on
1: loan Portuguese wonder kid. Renato Sanchez from Bayern Munich. Who hasn't been as
2: much of a hit as he was expected to be when he signed for Bayern. So, uh, Bayern looking to get Renato some some playing time. So, Paul Clement, who used to be, I think, an assistant under Assistant Ancelotti. under Ancelotti. Yeah, definitely so, working those angles and working in that relationship. Yeah, and I mean, Swansea will take it, right? They get a really good player yeah, absolutely, for yeah. a little while. And, um, so, so,
1: I think Swansea actually did pretty well in this window despite losing Sigurdsson. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, some kind of smaller signings here. Brighton sign Ezekiel Shalato from Sporting lisbon and Tim Crowell known from Newcastle and Naki Wall signs from Burnley from Brighton. Um, probably the biggest news from this transfer deadline day. This really, you kind of put a best notch where this was the um, quote-unquote blue balls of transfer deadline days where so much things are supposed to happen and then it just didn't and then you had to go um, watch some videos from some old transfer deadline days and... I remember the good old times and just kind of go into those a little more. But Elton oh, Sanchez didn't move from Arsenal. Um, they
0: turned on a, a £60 million bid from Man City. Uh, thoughts, Ron? Um I'm frustrated that the deal didn't happen given how little he showed for the team against Liverpool. Um, the bid was apparently turned down following... Arsenal's inability to bring in Thomas Lamar from Monaco who did not want to play for Europa League side it must be did said. not he did indeed. want
1: to go to Liverpool who also couldn't sign him though uh, both teams are expected, expected to go in for Lamar um, in January and he, I think, scored a goal. He scored a great think, goal for France. Yeah. Fantastic. So, so. Fantastic like, oh, we could have, oh, no. Exactly, exactly. No.
2: Well, just one other big piece of news, is that Kylian Mbappe signs with PSG on loan from Monaco, except they have an obligation to buy
0: him. So it doesn't sound like a loan to me. Not an option, obligation. Right. Uh, this is not sketchy at all, guys. No, no, which which is totally not at all why uh, UEFA is actually looking into this deal, along with the Neymar transfer as a potential violation of financial fair play rules. We'll see what happens with that. I'll just put in one little
2: bit of thing to keep in mind when you think about financial fair play, which is that financial fair play does not exist even the 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 kind of playing field uh in europe like mls's salary cap does it exists only to make sure that clubs don't spend themselves into oblivion like leeds or um portsmouth or things like that so just keep that in mind because there's a lot of confusion when particularly folks fans of mls think about financial fair play we think it exists to like tone down the big club attitude which we'd all like to see i think uh that is not why it exists So, Anyway, let's move on to a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer. In brackets, some do, though, where we talk about soccer from parts of the world that we haven't talked about so far. And this week, it's a World Cup qualification bonanza.
0: UEFA. (laughs) Um, So Belgium have qualified for the World Cup, uh, the first team out of UEFA outside of the host country, Russia, to do so. Roberto Martinez is Belgium. In, indeed, I suppose. A uh, 9-0 win against Gibraltar. Sweet. As well as a 2-1, I believe, away win uh, versus Greece. Yep. Spain 3-0 over Italy. The ESCO show.
1: The ESCO disco, as they say. <laughs> uh, relevant to
2: Americans is that David Villa came on for the for the Spanish, but then got hurt in training after this game, so he might not ever get to his, what is it, 100th cap or something
1: like that? I'm not sure, something but like his
0: that. first uh, Spain appearance since the 2014 World Cup. Yeah, yeah. and came to rapturous applause. Uh, we mentioned Luxembourg, 0-0 nil, nil draw against France. Well, France was coming off a 4-0 win versus the
1: Netherlands, who are in very big prices of not making the World Cup this year. Yeah. Netherlands. Um the Luxembourg, like I said, had beaten Belarus 1-0.
2: And the way that I think um, one of the French players, I can't remember who it was, characterized this was that they played against 11 warriors, France did, who just did not want to let France through. After this game, the Luxembourg players and managers celebrating like they'd won the World Cup itself. Uh, they were they were reading about, I was reading about the, the salary differences between the French squads. It's worth millions and millions of euros and, and the... Uh, Luxembourg guys who are all worth like tens of thousands of euros so the fact that Luxembourg is able to hold France is a massive accomplishment for these guys
1: probably the, the biggest result in Luxembourg men's soccer history
2: yeah this keeps France within one point of Sweden in UEFA's Group A, and they are going to face Bulgaria away and then Belarus at home going forward, whereas France has a game versus the Dutch. Sweden has a home game. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sweden has a home game versus the Dutch, who are third by three points in Group A. Northern,
1: oh. Northern Ireland are assured of a playoff spot after going nine points clear of third in Group C. Again, a very commendable achievement, given that Northern Irish players
0: are got from as far as League Two in England. So they don't exactly have a deep pool. No, not at all. And probably also salute the Queen while fucking sheep. Anywho, uh, Group Jesus, B, Switzerland. Cherries, dude. <laughs> God, off the rock. Uh, in Group B, Switzerland uh, is ahead of Portugal by three points going into the final two matches. Um, this is going to be a very interesting final couple of. Games Portugal. Face I mean,
1: I, I did fucking sheep Orslo in the
0: tween, but both at the same time. Come on, that's too far. I'm sorry, I just handed over that. I'm sorry, don't continue. Uh, Portugal <laughs> will face up against Andorra, Switzerland up against Hungary in game one. Game two will be Portugal hosting Switzerland. So prime time viewing.
2: Yeah, this. I mean, this is the group to watch. Group B go in going into the next round. England, England. Uh, beat Malta 4-1 people were still disappointed in England apparently they were expecting like a 10-0 thrashing and everyone was disappointed
0: with just four goals Um, to be fair even in a 4-1 win the most entertaining part of it was somebody running on field during the 69th minute Hey, nice. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, Slovakia got beat by
2: England 2-1. So they're five ahead in Group F and would essentially need to lose their next two games not to qualify straight for the... Which, it's it's the English
0: national team. It totally could happen. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about the AFC qualifiers. Um, Two groups there. Group A, Iran and South Korea advance to the World Cup. Uh, How's both, India doing, guys? No, keep going, please. Uh, both of them drew uh, their final games. Syria's late 2-2 draw with Iran earned them a spot in the AFC playoff at the expense of Uzbekistan. Syria... I know I'm disappointed <laughs> to see the Uzbekis go out. Yeah, um, you're the only one. I know, um, Syria has played all of its games in World Cup qualifying on neutral sites due to the ongoing civil war. Um... Notably, um, far from Syria country, Malaysia was the host to their last game. Um, According to Grant Wall, because there's a possibility um, that Syria will have to play a home-and-home playoff game against the United States, um, apparently there will be no issue uh, securing visas for Syrian players to come into the U.S. despite the... Well, we don't know what his source on this is and and he's saying he, he
2: doesn't think that there'll be problems but who knows. Uh, the, if there are issues, this has happened in the past with the Soviets actually, um, the FIFA will disqualify the US and give us a loss allowing Syria to go through. So the, the there FIFA feels very strongly about the non-political nature of this sport. So uh, go read up on the Syrian soccer team. It's a heartbreaking story of hardship and overcoming adversity. And I really do want to see them go through and get to the tournament. Um, because, I mean, with these with people like this who are dedicating their lives to sport with a backdrop of war, it's, it's tough enough for them already. I'd really like to see them succeed. Uh, I, since I brought up India, I just want to point out they were in Group D. They scored three points by beating Guam 1-0 and
0: ended up last in their groups. So, poor maybe India. Maybe next roll, top notch. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Next Next try. Uh, group B, Japan won the group despite losing 1-0 against second-place Saudi Arabia. Uh, that sent Australia into the playoff on goal differential even after they won 2-1 against Thailand. So again, Syria versus Australia to decide who plays the fourth place team in the Hex.
2: With the CAF roundup, Tunisia have kept the top spot in Group A after a 2-2 away draw versus
1: Dr. Congo, and um, Guinea and Libya were eliminated. Uh, Group B saw Cameroon and Algeria eliminated. Some big names there being eliminated from the World Cup, following early
0: losses to Nigeria and Zambia. Ivory Coast lead Group C. Morocco made up a ton of goal differential after they won 6-0 at home against Mali and all teams in group D were within two points of each other after Cape
2: Verde Cape Verde shocked South Africa 2-1 uh, with an away win i i always think that when it comes to reading results from around the world in world cup qualifying whenever you're getting beat by a team that has like a qualifier like cape or like a
0: a uh, uh, word that islands. comes off islands or like you know the it's probably pretty bad. Yeah, um, Cape Verde is technically called the Cape Verde Islands, so they got both of those going on. <laughs> yeah, um, in Group E, Egypt controlled uh, with Mohamed Salah scoring his third goal in this stage with a one-no win. Mo, Mo, Salah is Mo, pretty good. You Mo, Mo, should sign with a good Mo. team. Oh, oh. Uh, Ghana, meanwhile... <laughs> Where's India? Where's India? Yeah, now during the World Cup this year, huh? Yeah, it's right. Zing. Uh, ha, ha, Ghana, ha, meanwhile, ha. Um, won 5-1 away in a result eliminating their opponent's GED Congo. GED Congo. The, like, yeah, they, uh, uh, they didn't
1: finish high school, but they went back and, like, studied really hard. University oh, of Phoenix, Congo. <laughs> oh, God.
2: Um... In the Common Bowl recap, the I think the most stunning bit of news are is Argentina.
1: Yeah, Argentina. Um, Venezuela was ahead when we started our podcast, one nothing. With um, that held, uh, it Ar- didn't. The game ended one one. Well, Argentina are still not in the automatic qualifiers at this point.
2: Essentially, Argentina is at major risk of not making the World Cup, which would be cataclysmic. It happened last time, too, where Maradona came and saved them uh, somehow. Wait, was that 2014 or 2010? I, I think that was fourteen. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so this is not unheard of for Argentina, but, it, I mean, no Messi in the World Cup. I'm pretty sure this is when Sepp Blatter steps in and says, no, he is now a... Swiss player or United States player? <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> hey, who's that guy in the Pulisic jersey? It's literally messy, guys. No, no, no. Actually, it is literally messy. Oh,
0: oh man. <laughs> uh, could
1: you imagine? messy uh-huh.
0: <laughs>
1: Messi and Pulisic on the wings. If, you, if you're just oh, gonna man.
2: watch, if you're just gonna watch one goal from World Cup qualifying, go watch Williams' strike against Colombia today. Beautiful shot. Brazil. Gorgeous. Yeah. Brazil broke a nine-game winning streak, but are qualified and have a guaranteed top spot in qualifying as well.
0: Good for
2: them. Finally, Chile stumbled to a 3-0 loss versus Paraguay and a 1-0 loss at Bolivia. Alexis Sanchez looked terrible in both games. It's like he has something on his mind that he's like worried about. I was just going to say, it's not yeah. really a change in form for him. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, especially after Liverpool. Like,
1: well, After what?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. After that game yeah. where Alexis yeah. Sanchez yeah. and 10 other Arsenal players looked like absolute shit, it makes sense that he continues to look like absolute shit. Ew.
2: Four, no, All right, four, somehow nine. this episode has become one of our longest in recent history, <laughs> despite having felt it's always good. happens. we don't have games right. We just just riff. It's to be great. <laughs> Let's just make
0: jokes about everything. Well, we
2: haven't spent time together last week either. So we're like, you know, just hanging out, like chilling, like, you know, getting 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 together, like sharing our news or what we did in the last week or, or didn't get in some cases and uh, <laughs> so it's it's good. It's good. But we got one more segment before we end this show, which is the Reynolds wrap-up, where Colin takes a soccer conspiracy theory you know you're thinking about and makes sense of it for you.
0: So near the end of the U.S. versus Costa Rica game, Johan Venegas came on and proceeded to draw a yellow card against Josie Altidore. I know it was soft. I know it was dive-tastic, but... Why would Josie even get into a situation where he gets a meaningless yellow card and then proceeds to get suspended versus Honduras? So, Matt Doyle brought this up during Extra Time Radio that it was very much a CONCACAF card, but Josie tried to get suspended for a game that they felt more confident in, thus double CONCACAFing. Interesting theory, armchair analyst, but. Consider the fact that the U.S. were easily the second best in the Honduras match. They needed someone who could bulldoze a really abject back line that Honduras had. Therefore, that concacaf the double CONCACAF. However... When you consider the lack of games offered Josie in domestic and international play, it made it so a game in 95 degrees plus humidity that would push him way over his red line. Thus, by making him less worn out for future games, including that October national team cycle, he double conca the double conca However, uh, however... Uh. I'm very confused. Given the poor results in this set of games, there's enough concern that Bruce Arena overconcafed his team. And if he even mentioned the notion of a double concacafing of a double calf it would be concacacafing a double concacaf to double concaf. Thus, <laughs> sources tell me that USSF is actually going to give Josie Altidore one chance to save Bruce Arena's job as a result of this poor set of results. He's going to be given a spinning top. If the top that he spins falls, it shows that Arena didn't do it, and he saves his job. However, if it does not fall, it is a sign that the U.S. is truly in the fifth, or shall we say limbo stage, of CONCACAF inception. And therefore, the inability to get out is going to be a sign that the U.S. will not make the World Cup without a serious kick.
2: You could mention like space terrorists on Mars right now, and I I would not. No, I my brain is kind so of so they counter calf to
1: counter calf, but the double counter calf was
0: set against the other country Um, yeah, I'm. Who, who wait just go, Yo, just go back? Just go back I heard you like Conca calfs. So we put a Conca calf inside a Conca Calf, and then we double conca calf to the double conca calf. Oh okay. And now you have a car that needs seven batteries. Wait, who's on first? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Alright. Um let's uh let, let let's move into where we tell people where they can find us on Twitter so they can be confused
0: even more. Uh, you can find me at the attachment. I swear that I'm going to find some Inception memes to make that make a little bit more sense. I'm at K Olsen 716. Also, special thanks to
1: uh, Tectonics for let us use their song "Lustless" off their EP uh, "Adequate Inanimate" for our theme song. I am at TW United fans. I'm very
2: excited to see cut copy in Minneapolis first in November. And you can find this podcast on 55.1, other fine podcast providers as well. Leave us a review, tell your friends, we like having more listeners. With that, we'll say goodbye to you again for yet another week, and we will return on next Tuesday. Goodbye, everybody.